Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Let's Get Deep podcast with your host, Condi. And today I have very special guests with me. Let's go. Um, I have Ishe and Fumi with me. Um, so, guys, introduce yourselves. Tell us about who you are and, yeah. You can go first. All right. Hi, I'm Fumi. I'm uh, 20 years old. I'm a student. Um, yeah, that's a bit about me. I'm from Nigeria. Yes. Hey guys, I am Ishe. I am also 20 years old and I am a student um, studying engineering. And I'm from Zimbabwe. Uh, what are you studying? You didn't say. Uh, I'm doing medicine. Guys, I am seated with some very smart people. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> engineering and medicine. No. <laughs> what, what a privilege. What an honor. Honestly, how are you guys finding your course so far? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I have to remind myself, like, every couple of days that I'm enjoying it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit, it's, um, it's a lot of work, but I, mm. am, I am liking it. Yeah. What about you? Same page as Fumi. It is challenging, but you have to understand that that's the reason why you're doing it because it's challenging. Yeah. You can find purpose in it. So each day it's on the grind pretty much. Wow. That's really good because it's so easy to give up and just, you know, drop out and choose the easy way out mm. of things. But but we're not saying that if you don't do degrees, you're dumb. We're not saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like everyone's, you know, journey is different. You know, uni is not for everyone. <laughs> and... Um, you know, everyone has a different calling and purpose in life. Mm. So if you need to drop out because you have bigger dreams, just do it, yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> honestly. Um, I have a question to ask you guys. So the podcast question is, mm. what season of your life are you in? And what have you learned and what sort of advice would you give to other people? I know it's a lot to think yeah. about. Hey, <laughs> That's a deep one right there. Let's get deep. Let's get deep. Oh, I think I'm in a season. If I was to put a word to it, Mm -hmm. maybe growth. Growth. Hmm. So, you know how like after you have a realization, um, and after that you start growing. I feel like I'm in that bit between the realization and the Mm -hmm. and the growth. So I'm in season of growth. Um, I'm just learning a lot, and I'm trying to learn more. Um, Yeah, and advice. Yeah. Ah, advice for people in the same season that I am. Maybe ask for help. Because mm. if you're trying to grow, you're trying to learn. There's lots of people who have already been through what you're going through. So it's easier to ask for help and get advice on how you should move through it. Wow, that's yeah. really good. What about you? I'm going to say, depending on God, if I had to put it in a sentence. Mm-hmm. The season that I'm currently in, I have learning to not depend on myself and the people around me, but to depend on someone who will never fail, pretty much. Mm. Um, I've realized that often I would always uh, count on people to do things for me, but and then it would never come into fruition, and then I, I would get mad or angry or something like that. But then if I depend on God, it'd be all good. Just like what, what Matthew 6.33, yes. put him first, yeah. everything else would be added unto mm. you. So as long as I depend on him, I know I'm good. Wow. And what advice would you give to someone who is trying to depend on God? Depend on God. <laughs> <laughs> depend on 
that simple. The exact right? yeah, yeah. He says it in his word, so we must do it. Yeah. Wow. That's really good what you both said. And I'm sure, you know, so many people might be confused on how to continue going, you know, if whether they're uh, at a place of growth. It's very important to ask for help, like what you said. Because sometimes we get into this sort of mindset of like, oh, it's just me, myself, and I, and mm -hmm. I'm just going to like do it by myself. I'm just going to go through it by myself. Like, oh, I'll figure it out. I don't need anybody else. Guys, we need people. <laughs> <laughs> we need people. And most importantly, we need to depend God. on God, like yeah. what Isha said. So those are very good advice that you guys have given. And, um, you know, guys... Just like I'm sitting with smart people, these guys are so talented. <laughs> these two individuals are so talented and I'm honestly always inspired by them and their talents. And most importantly, how they use their talents because that is so important. Um, they're both very musically talented. Guys, what instruments do you play? I play, I play the bass guitar. Um, yeah, and I, I've just started singing a bit, so that's fun, yeah. I would say jack of all trades, but master of none. <laughs> and I, I don't do singing. So, yeah, <laughs> th that's where I'll put it at, yeah. Okay, like, give us the, the names of the, the instruments. The names. Um, we, we can go piano. Um, well, I started off with drums. Uh, bass guitar is what I'm normally on now. Um, a little bit of acoustic. I'm learning the electric and then I just do ukulele for fun as well. Yeah. Damn. How about you? <laughs> That's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, I have always, you know, been singing ever since I was young. So I guess that's an instrument, vocals. Um, and I also do uh, piano a little bit. I'm not as good as Isha. No, I'm not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. You know, he does all the little... Yeah, I just do the, the basic because piano is really good for vocals to complement and be able to hear your key and whatnot. So that's mainly what I do. So how long have you guys been doing it? When did you start? And like, what got you into it? That's a good question. Um, for me... Oh, this is ages ago. I feel like just growing up in church, you're always surrounded by music. Mm -hmm. mm. So... I think that's where it first started for me. I think this was ages ago, year four. Wow. My my brothers, they were learning guitar. Someone in the church um, agreed to teach them. So I was watching them play guitar and I was like, well, I want to mm. play guitar. It was just a cue sit. Mm. Um, and I think the first song they were learning was Lord, I Lift Your Name On High. So then that one has like a couple of basic chords. Mm. So I was able to like pick stuff up from that. And then in primary school, with the public school system, they have this thing where they give out like free music lessons to kids. So I actually did classical guitar, which Ooh. I would have never like picked, <laughs> but they only had one option. So <laughs> I chose classical guitar. Um, and then from there, when I got to high school, um, they were starting a contemporary band and I wanted to be in the band, except I was like, oh, I'm not good enough guitar, classical guitar. There's no place for classical guitar <laughs> in a contemporary <laughs> band. Pianos, don't want to do, key, don't want to do. Oh, singing don't want to do um so I wanted to do the bass I'd never touched the bass before but um I wanted to have a go at it just because I wanted to be in the band I learned the song and I got in because I was the only person who was auditioning so, <laughs> so since then I was I've been playing the bass and I've 
really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. You're a very good bass player as well. Okay. No, she's yeah. really yeah. good. Yeah, I'm learning from <laughs> learning from these guys. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. For myself, uh, started a long, long, long time ago. Um, back in Zimbabwe, I used to play with a dustpan. You know the shape of a dustpan, how yeah. it looks like a guitar? <laughs> yeah. I used to play around with that. We had a maid at our house. She would get pissed because she would always look for the dustpan, but I'm always running around with it, throwing it in the garden, all of that. I used to sing. Not properly. You used to sing? I used to, you know, you know what you make salsa with? Those um, wooden spoons? Yeah. Yeah, magoti. That's what we call it in um, Shona. Um, I used to sing into that as well. And then came to Australia. Really, the passion just grew even more. Mm. And then the church scene is what really got me into the music. Started playing at church. Started getting into it. And then other people would play as well. And then I'd get kicked off some instruments. And then I'd learn another instrument. And that's pretty much how it kept growing from there. But, yeah, I'm just grateful, you know, we can stay in that music scene. Mm. Wow. That's really good. You both started at a very young age with it. That's good. And how did you guys like keep going with it? Because it's so easy to like start something and then be like, oh, you know. I think I did that. I think I, st- I started an instrument and then I stopped and then I started another one. So, yeah. But your question was, how do we keep going? How yeah. do you keep going? I don't know. Music has always been a big part of my life. Um, it influences like your mind and how you mm. act. And I've just found out it's a way I can not escape reality, but kind of like live in my dream or live in my head as well. So just knowing that playing those instruments can lead me to travel somewhere else or I can bring people to travel somewhere with me, mm. that's what's kept me going, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that point as well. Um, for me, I keep playing. It works as like a stress lever for me sometimes. Mm. Um, I have my guitar and or bass like right where I study. So if I'm trying to like have a break, I can go over and do that. But in terms of, like over the years, what's kept me going? Um, to be honest, because uh, I talked about like playing in church, there was a gap in church. So say this, there wasn't mm. a bassist or if there wasn't an instrumentalist, then sometimes you got to fill the gap. And if you're filling the gap, it means you got to keep practicing and keep working at it. So that's what I think kept me playing, and also being in school as well yeah. um, kept it going for me. Wow, I agree with that. Music is definitely something that can help you relieve the stress, the anxiousness and like the heaviness of the world and just things around you. And definitely for me as well, um, music has definitely been something that I can sort of like run to in a sense of like, oh, I'm so stressed out. Let me put on some worship music and just sing to worship music. Or let me try play this song and just like worship to the song, you know? Something like that. And um, you both said that you play in church. How did you get to, like, be able to play in church, you know? Like, did someone come up to you and be like, hey, you should join? Or <laughs> <laughs> um, from very early, there was um, this guy I look up to, this father. Um, he would always play the drums every Sunday at church and then because of my musical background and how much I adored music and drums as well. He was playing the drums. Mm. I used to get a seat from the back of the church, put it right next to him, and then I would just sit down and I would watch him play. And then as time grew and as he saw that I was getting older or I could handle responsibilities, then 
that's where the switch came over. Mm. And then he started making me play. And then ever since from then, you know, I've never regretted it. I've always wanted to do it, you know. And yeah. Wow. Yeah, for me, um, I think I, our church was moving to a new building and they were setting up the instruments and um, I maybe they were having band practice and I was there for some reason. Mm. And there was no bass player. And then I was sitting in the, um, in the congregation seats and my brother was just like, oh, Fumi plays bass. So then I, <laughs> I, got, I got up and started playing bass. Yeah. And um, there was someone else playing at the time. So we would alternate and he would teach me things. Um, sort of like a mentor, mentee mm. type of relationship, which was really good. Yeah. And then that's playing. How yeah. But it's sometimes in church, it's hard, um, I find, to like volunteer to do things. So mm. like now I said, I started singing a bit, but it's like for me, stepping from playing the bass to singing is such a big mm-hmm. difference it is, to me. Yeah. 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 What about you? How do you? Um, I think how I started was back home in Zambia was um, we'd had like a like a kids like dance group sort of thing like a like a choir group but then like it wasn't mainly focused on the singing aspect of it it was more like you know there'll be a song and then you do like the moves the dance moves Mm. and whatnot so that's how I started but then I remember I would always look up to all these like singers in the church and I was like whoa I want to sing like that you know I want to be able to do that and then when I moved to Australia um, at the Sunday school, they had like a praise team and it wasn't mainly focused on singing either. It was just more like, you know, there's some point and you do the dance moves, like lift your name high, like, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I started doing. And then um, like back, you know, at home in my room, I would be making all these... <laughs> It's so embarrassing. I make all these videos, like a music of video. yourself. <laughs> oh no, got your face. Yeah, <laughs> like a music video of myself. And sometimes I would make my brothers record me. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you, you know, yeah, they're my Dropbox. <laughs> and then, like, I would just be singing. I was always drawn to that, even though I didn't think I had the best voice ever. But it's just something that I always loved to do. And um, I remember in my praise team at my church in Kalgoorlie, um, one of them left and she was like, oh, I'm going to go join the, the youth uh, worship team. And she left and the other one left. And I was like, oh, I, I kind of want to as well. I don't want to be the only one left here in like the Sunday school. So I remember I ended up joining the, uh, the youth worship team. And I was very shy, like... The microphone was way, <laughs> way down here, like, because I didn't think I was good enough, you know. But I would still do it, even though, you know, I had so many doubts and comparing myself. So that's how I started. Um, and I didn't have any, like, you know, solos to lead or whatnot. It was just, like, a backup. And then when I moved here, I remember the church we went to. I was like, I want to join. I don't know, for some reason I had this courage, like, yeah, I want to join. You know, I joined and um, and that's how I started. It's really, it's been a journey. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a journey. Like I look back and I'm like, wow. Like I've grown so much and just like learning from other people around me and how they do things and, and whatnot. But in terms of uh, piano, I started lessons at my school in year seven in Kalgoorlie. I did it for... I think I did it for like a whole year 
And then my piano teacher left, and I really liked her. And the next one was, like, really harsh. Oh. <laughs> it so was what, really harsh. Quit? Yeah, and then I ended up just quitting. And the thing is, you have to get out of class. So I would always be, like, during class. And I think my parents were a bit like, look, you're missing out, mm. you know. And so I had to stop. And then um, I would still play it at home, but not very consistent. But then again, I started with the first piano teacher I had because she was doing it at her house. So I would do it and it was going really well. Like she taught me how to play chords. So that's what really got me started into playing chords. But then I had to leave to come to Perth. So yeah, and then inconsistency again. But then now I just, it's just a side hobby that I try to do like, oh. Sad hobby? (laughs) (laughs) It's not a sad hobby. (laughs) I mean, it's still a hobby, but it's like, um when you know when there's like a set songs that we we have to do for church i'd be like oh let me try play it on the keyboard yep. i have to Correct. figure out my key that i need to sing in yeah you know stuff like that i mean i still love it okay i still love <laughs> it but i know that i've neglected my piano side of it a lot yeah and i definitely want to like get back into it a bit more often mm-hmm. so yeah that's been the journey and have you guys learned anything from your journey, you know, um, uh, music-wise and also just life in general? I've learned too much, too much over the years. Really? In term, in the musical side, yeah. Because um, I would say when I was growing up, I wasn't always very confident or like mm. very like um, willing to get up in front of other people. But then I found out that, you know, not saying that when you're playing that you're always seen by people or you're up on a stage, but that confidence to get up and to, like, showcase. Mm. Not showcase. I don't know how to put it, but just to do something in front of people is really growing my confidence a lot, especially if it's at church and it's, like, a weekly basis. Mm. It's growing up my confidence. But I don't know if I can step up to the mic yet. I don't know if I can see <laughs> That one's going to take some time, yeah. <coughs> Uh, I, I was going to say that I was actually going to say like, like learning takes or um, I don't know, getting better takes pushing yourself. So if mm. you want to get up and sing. <laughs> um, yeah. And I was going to say that like learning takes time as well. So we all told our stories like it's been years and years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure like there've been times we've been inconsistent and more consistent in our, um, like in our practicing and stuff and trying to get better. But like all of that time helps to like, accumulate until mm. the the skills that we have now mm. so yeah that was my big thing that i need to do a little bit over a long time to see improvement and then keep pushing myself yeah through that does it happen myself. overnight <coughs> yeah that's true <coughs> that's mm. so true yeah. yeah you have to keep learning and keep developing your skills because there are times where you get comfortable with where you're at mm-hmm. and there's still so much room to grow and i think one thing that i have like learned is to not like be offended like to not take offense like when someone like corrects you like oh mm-hmm. like maybe do this better like it they're not saying that you're not that good yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just trying to help you in like ways that you can improve and um it's so important to take in the advice that people give you you know and that is important in life in itself as well like we shouldn't be allowing offense to take root mm-hmm. in our hearts you know um yeah, so that's definitely something 
that I have learned. And in terms of doing it in the church, it's so different from like, let's say a performance, yep. you know? Because when you're doing it in church, it's like, it's not for anyone, it's just for God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Audience it, of one. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think it it took me a while to like get to that point where it's like, I don't care, like it doesn't matter if after I finish, someone says, oh, you did so good, mm-hmm. you know? Because I think at one point um, when I did good or like I thought like I did good when someone said, oh, wow, like that was so good what you're saying, like, oh, like it moved my heart. Like, you know, I always thought if people said that, then that means I was really, really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I had to come to that realization is that this is not a sort of thing where you have to please people, mm-hmm. but it's something that has to actually touch God before anyone else. And if I'm just up here singing and not really like into it and my heart's not really involved, then yeah. I'm just... It's just a performance at the end of the day. No, that's yeah, that's so true. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I get that comparison. Not comparison, sorry. From mm. You said like people giving you compliments at the end because there'll be that week where pe- no one says anything <laughs> or no one does anything. <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh I actually played terribly. What happened? <laughs> yeah, what happened? Because you're comparing it to like mm-hmm. the other times that you've done things. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Because um, people, yeah, people change, but God doesn't yeah. change in like, and how he wants you to worship him, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It's good to not get um, caught up in those compliments as well mm-hmm. because when you do the get those compliments, it can bring your pride up. Mm. And then when you get pride up on stage, Oof. that's not what that's not what's, that's needed. And, you know, your whole job if you're on stage um, playing worship or praise is to point people to God and not to yourself. So, yeah. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is so true. And... Um, it's definitely a journey and a process that people have to go through. Because, like, the whole point of why we, like, do it in church is that we're serving God, not really people. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's very important that we keep our hearts pure. And, like, what he said about pride, don't let pride get to you. And, um, and I think something that I have learned is uh, what I do, like, on a Sunday morning should only be a reflection of what I'm already doing mm-hmm. in yeah. secret Amen. when no one's watching, mm-hmm. <laughs> when no one's there, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? That's a big one, yeah. We, I actually just went to a worship workshop on, um, it was on Friday. Um, there was a minister named Michael Bethany who came for, uh, you guys know Chidi? Yeah. Minister yeah, Chidi yeah, yeah. came for his conference and he, he said the exact same thing in the workshop. Um, he was talking about how um, worship is you trying to replicate the intimacy that you have with God mm. in the congregation. So you're trying to encourage people to have that same intimacy. So the 10 minutes prayer that you do before you sing up on Sunday mm-hmm. isn't going <laughs> to be enough <laughs> to, oh, man. to, yeah. And that really, that really spoke to me. Oh, um, that yeah. is so true. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there've been like times where I haven't really practiced the songs Oh, like, I haven't really, like, sought God about it or prayed about it. And then that Sunday morning, like, please, God, just come through. (laughs) (laughs) Just come through. (laughs) Oh, um, we've been talking about, like, worship a lot. Like, what is worship for people who may not know exactly what it is? Um, Or people may know what it is, but, like, they don't really fully understand the true essence of worship. What would you guys say? 
can we just say like that we are not like masters of oh, yeah. theology and <laughs> yeah. disclaimer God, like out there. we're still working our way up we're still you. learning yeah. we're, we're on the same growing. page as the listeners yeah yeah like <laughs> this is just our opinion mm-hmm. our um point yeah. Yeah. yeah you know our perspective on it i'm sure different people will say it differently but we're just giving you what we think worship yeah. is like the amount of worth you ascribe to someone it's like how high of a priority you put it. Because um, I know that we were all created to worship, but it's not necessarily that we're all worshiping God. We might worship other things mm. as well. So, yeah, worship is really what you put first before everything else in my eyes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good way. I've never thought of it like that. That's a good way of putting it. That's good. Yeah. How do you um, think about it? I was I was thinking about it as in like when I worship, I I do it to say thank you or I do it to show my appreciation. Mm. Um, yeah, I've had friends in the car when I'm like playing worship music, friends who aren't Christian, and I'm listening to the lyrics and I'm hearing it differently now that they're not in, mm-hmm. now mm. that I'm not like in the car by myself. I'm like, oh, these people probably think that like the words that this song is saying is weird or they don't understand it. So I, I, I didn't think of it as like, this song is just me saying like thank you to God for um, for what He's done, um, showing my gratitude, or it's um, me just being more vulnerable and being able to speak to God like mm. as I would in a time of prayer, but just in like song form. If you're talking about song worship, because there's other yeah. types oh, of yes. worship as well. A hundred percent. This I is a big topic. It mm. is. We're gonna need a part <laughs> two. <laughs> We're gonna need a part two. But um, I agree with what you both said. And what she said about, um, you know, we can worship a lot of things, you know. Mm. Whether you're a Christian or not, like, in some shape or form, there is something that you're worshipping. Whether it is, you know, wanting to, like, you know, get rich and want that money, you know. Or whether it's just something else in your heart that you desire so much and it's above God and whatnot. And I think, to me... The understanding that I got was worship should be my life. Like mm. it shouldn't just be, oh, Sunday at church on stage singing microphone worship. No, it should be how I live my life, whether it's I'm using my voice to sing or, or whatnot. Like whatever I do should be worship unto God. And, um, and it would look different. It would look different for everyone. Very different. But worship is all about putting God first and allowing him to ha- to be at the center of your heart, of your life, you know. So whatever you do is glorifying God, you know. So that's how I have gotten to understand it, honestly. Do you think there's a difference between praise and worship? Personally, yes. I would say getting the Bible verses, but praise, I feel like that's where you give thanks for what he has done. Mm-hmm. And then worship is where you worship him because of just who he is. Yeah. That's how I would differentiate the two because I know both words are in the Bible. Mm. God, God inhabits the praises of his people. Yes. Um, that's how I'd put it, yeah. I don't know about you guys about it before yeah um yeah no yeah i get what you mean like praise sounds more like 
of a celebration mm. in the actual thanks that you're giving to God. Yeah. But, yeah, but worship like, isn't like limited to slow songs or... Oh, yeah. no. no. And no. praise is not always those fast paced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's very true. Um, praise is definitely sort of like, you know, like Thanksgiving or just like, wow, like, you know, he does this, he does thank this. You. Like, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, for me, uh, the way I understood worship is like, worship is more of like a sacrifice yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. It's like a surrender. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're all this and I'm all this, but mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. this and that. That's how I kind of thought of it. It's mm-hmm. like, God is up there, he's big, and like sort of um, bringing yourself at his feet and just realizing your need for him mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, that's how I got to understand it, for sure. Um, and like how have you guys incorporated your gifts, your talents into like worship and whatnot? Um, I think... I, this, that, this is something I've been thinking about as well because um, that's why I said it was so hard for me to switch from playing bass to singing because mm. I'm like, oh, this feels like more serious and more personal. Mm-hmm. Not that there's any difference in how my worship should be between playing bass or singing with the mic, but um, I think it's so easy to like pick up an instrument and be like, oh, I'm just playing based on my skill or I'm just playing based on like mm. the level I have um, or the skill of the the level of the skill I have. But um, the way I try to, or I'm trying to worship God more through my um, like playing of my instrument is like doing better for him. So we talked about like practicing before or um, like rehearsing more, trying to like put in that spirit of excellence mm. um, just to say like, thank you for mm-hmm. what he's done. Um, and also talking about skill, it, skill doesn't always mean playing at like your best because we all have skills. It's not that I'm not doing it to show off. Yeah. Mm. Um, you just do what you need to do to gel with the people that you're playing with um, in order to produce a good sound or produce a good thing so that people can worship God, to encourage people to worship God with you, you know? Yeah, I agree with Fumi. Um, if we talk about music as the form of expression of worship, the way I would incorporate my talents into it is you know, helping out at the church, anywhere really where there's a gospel or a Christian scene, I would love to help out. God gave me those gifts. I would love to use those gifts and worship it back to him ultimately. Um, I, I try and stay away from other things that would not worship him mm-hmm. um, in the way I use my gift as well. <coughs> yeah. Um, and also just trying to do it for him and not for other people um, not to trying to please other people, which if I can say is a very hard thing to do. It's a very if hard. If you're up on stage, there's <laughs> so many licks you can do. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things you can do, but what you want to play is you want to make sure it's pointing straight to God. So, yeah, that, that's how I would say I use my talents for worship. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's really good what you both said. Um, what I would say is... I just just constantly doing it, not just like limiting it to one day of the week, mm-hmm. but like every single day, whether I'm in the car, going to work, um, I'm worshiping God mm-hmm. through my voice or it's through just praying, um, whatever you can do. Even um, 
helping other people, like you said, is can be a form of worship as well, mm. right? <laughs> so many ways that we can worship God with what he has given us. You know, I think something that um, someone said is that I had to come to this kind of like realization where the the gifts and talents that God give to us, it's not for us to like hold on to yep. and be like, no, this is mine. This mm. is the only thing that's good about me, you know? Mm. But we're meant to use that to serve other people and him as well. So, you know, you might be like really good at something and you don't know how to to navigate through it and how to be able to use that. I think it's so important, first of all, like try use what you have to help someone else around you. Try use what you have to help the people that might need it, you know? Um, I think we should stress out that Worship is not only like external practices as well, but mm. it's also a big matter of the heart. Mm. Oh. If your heart is not in the right space, then your worship is not in the right space as well. Um, what is it? Matthew 19, 8, I think, 18 something. <laughs> yeah, because th that's where Jesus says, oh, these people worship me. They honor me with their lips, but their heart mm. is far away from yeah, me. Yeah. And what I see there, the next verse says, they worship me in vain. Vain meaning like zero worship. Their worship means nothing. So as long as we keep in mind that worship, there's a heart dimension to it. At the very least, that your heart has to be pure before God, before your worship can even be accepted mm. by him. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people are concerned with, um, say, like starting when they start playing music in church. They want to be big or they want to be playing with those bands or they want to be doing those types of things. But God's going to use your gift to, like there's a verse in Proverbs, it says, um, a gift of a man makes room for him mm -hmm. and puts him before great men. So God's the one that's going to put you in those spaces. So like you said, just keep your heart in the right place and keep worshiping and keep doing what you're doing. And God's the one that's going to put you in those places um, that you desire to be, but you just need to focus on him first. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, your heart's posture is so important for sure. Um, like like that story about Cain and Abel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Who yeah. was the one that died? Um, Abel died. Abel, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then the both brought an offering, but Cain, his heart, when he brought his offering was just some, something like left over. And then, but then Abel, he gave his full heart, got the best of the best. And then I know it says later on that God accepted Abel. So he accepted the person, the heart first, mm -hmm. and then accepted his offering after that. But then for Cain, he didn't accept him first because of his heart. Therefore, he didn't accept his offering. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just to relay on that point. Yeah, that, no, that's so true. Um, the Bible has so many stories of worship. Like, literally mm. from the start to the end, Jesus himself, you know, he gave the best offering himself, right? And I think what you said about the heart is is so important. Like, your heart has to be in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. If it's not, then it's just it's just a performance. It's just, it's nothing. Because um, the thing is, we don't want to move people. We want to move God, first of all, first mm. and foremost. And when people are touched by what you're doing, it's just sort of like the little bit of it, you know. Mm -hmm. But God is the one who has to do the rest. You know, you, um, someone said something about like, if you get this right, then you get this right. So like if you 
get right with God with your oh, heart, yes. Very then, like, cool yeah, then yeah. like the people around you will be impacted by it, right? Yep, yep. And um, yeah, that's something to remember. Your heart needs to be in the right place. Why you're doing it, that's yep. important. Why you're doing it, the intentions and your motives of why you're doing what you're doing. If you're doing it because, oh, I think I'm the best of the best and I should be in this place because mm-hmm. people are going to, you know, they're going to benefit from it. Um, like your attitude and whatnot or whether your attitude is, you know, what, I don't even think I'm that good, but I'm here because I know I need to serve God in some shape or form. Yep. And God will be the one who will help me develop this skill that I have. So, Yeah. So that's something to remember. And um, what sort of advice would you give someone who is trying to like navigate through their talents and gifts? So like even people like who are going to church, but they just go to church and they and that's it, mm-hmm. you know. Because like one thing that my pastor always stresses about is that like, you need to serve. <laughs> you need to serve. You can't just be a church goer, but you need to give you know, yeah, uh, in the, the places where help is needed. So, what sort of advice would you give people? Um, I'll give the advice that um, that in terms of you're talking about service and giving, that you just need to step out and do it. Um, look for someone in the church that you like trust or that you you think can help you, and go and ask them um, for help to help build you up. Um, personally, I'm, I see myself as quite a shy person, so I understand how people find it hard to step into those spaces, especially if, like, say you're new to a church, it's a big church, it, you don't, it doesn't look like you have a place where you can fit in. Mm. Um, but the role of pastors or the role of ministers, like we were talking about before, is to help um, build people up and to help encourage people to, to use their gifts. So I suggest that you go talk to someone if you're interested in something um, and see how they can help lift you up yo i'll just say find something that you do the easiest without too much effort that's pretty much or it should be what your talent is if you can do something very easy without too much talent um without too much effort however um it doesn't mean like you have to i'm not saying this is a big talent but you have to go and play or you have to go and sing on instruments upstage um I'm not putting it down, saying it's as low as this. Like, mm. you could just be an usher or... I'm not yeah. saying ushers are down there. No, no, no. Would they need it. But even just greeting someone at the door, um, making... If you're very bubbly and you can make people feel welcomed, you can mm. always be at the door. If you know how to direct people very well, you could show them parking spaces. As long as you do something in the church and it'll keep you in the church as well. So that's how I tell people to serve into the church, yeah. Yeah, I agree with what you said. Um, yeah, start small, whether it's just greeting people, like you said, or even just like Sunday school, like mm-hmm. helping the mm-hmm. kids get That's organized. A tough one. <laughs> <laughs> I know Sunday school will test you, yeah. will test your patience. Um, yeah, just start small, just help out as much as you can, and not just in church as well, like in your community, whatever you do. Serve your family as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's also um, important, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, where help is needed. Be someone who is willing 
to help out because we're definitely living in a generation where nobody really wants to help out. It's all no. about my own grind. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to get there, so I need to focus on me sort of thing. But, you know, there's so many people who need help. Um, there's so many people that need that guidance. And even just your friends as well. Serve your friends. How can I help you today? And, you know, simple things like that can mm-hmm. can really help. And the more you do it, you start realizing other places that you can serve, other places that you can fill in, you know? So, yeah, that's something that uh, we could all do. Mm-hmm. That I was going to say as well. Um, to have the heart to serve, you need to, like, love people or you need to practice loving people. Like you mm-hmm. said, like, actually going out of your way. Because if, um, if you have, like, the mentality that people are always against you or you're always, like, nitpicking or judging people, which we all have a problem with... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so much harder to, to like step out and start serving people, like you said, ushering or greeting people or Sunday school. So you need to start seeing people with more love, um, and that personally helped me um, want to serve more. And it even it pushes you to do more things because you actually like love people. Yeah. Yeah, mm, yeah that is so true. Having a heart of compassion, definitely. Um, I think my pastor said something about uh, compassion, like turns into passion. So, like, when you have that compassion, like, eventually it will s- become something that you're mm. passionate about, you know. So, yeah, so that's that. Do you guys have anything else you want to add, subtract, multiply? <laughs> <laughs> I would just like to say um, worship, on the topic of worship, mm-hmm. that um, it does have to cost you something, um, that it can't just be something left over. Because um, the thought came up to my head when I was saying about Cain and Abel, mm-hmm. about how it didn't cost Cain anything, but it cost Abel a lot. Um, I will say, like, if you are going to worship God, just don't give him the leftover bits or mm. give him your best. Um, st- there was a story in the Bible about Daniel. Um, he sinned against God. God, um, And then Daniel decided to give a, an offering and then this guy offered to give him the things to create the altar for free. But then Daniel was like, nah, I, I would rather pay for it. I would not want to give something to God that does not cost me something. Mm. Um, that was what, Second Samuel 24, 24, yeah. So I would just encourage people, if you are going to serve God, make sure it costs you something, that it's not just something left over. Even if it's like, if you're worshipping through your money, that it's not just like the last few pennies after yeah. you spent things over yeah, yeah. that's you what know, i'd add the, the two dollars <laughs> <laughs> so let me just put it in the back <laughs> or the interest you get from the banks or something uh, yeah the monthly interest yeah. yeah um my last piece of advice is more practical but if you're trying to get into anything or if you really want to start learning an instrument um make it uh, yeah, we talked about small steps like start the small steps for yourself there's lots of um, good resources on, like, YouTube that you can start learning mm. from. Um, and, yeah, don't jump to the advanced classes. You can start at the beginner classes, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with starting at beginner classes um, and take small steps from there. And then do things that will make you excited about learning mm. the instrument or whatever. So if you want to invest in, like, a nice-looking guitar or whatever, you can do that because it might motivate you to, um, to, to keep pushing and keep mm. learning. Um, or if you need to move your equipment to a place where you're always looking at it so you're always motivated to actually yep. start practicing. 
mm. um, that will go a long way. Yeah. So make it easy for yourself to 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 get started and to keep on going. Yeah. Can I add good technique? Make sure you do good technique as well. Because if you have bad technique when you start playing, it's gonna mess up the rest of your career yeah. if you decide <laughs> to take it that far. Okay. Good technique is important, guys. Yeah. Um, I would say that uh, with whatever that you're doing, I had something, but then I completely forgot. But um, like with whatever that you're doing, um, <laughs> completely forgot what I had. I had something. Give it your best. Yeah, give it your best. <laughs> <laughs> give it your best, obviously. Um, but I would always, I would also say that um, whether it's something to do with music or it's media, you know, art, whatever it is that you're doing, um, I would say that um, make sure you're investing in yourself as well. Invest in your talent. Oh, I think I got it. I got it. I remember, guys. I got it. Let's All go. right. <laughs> okay. So instead of spending time comparing yourself to other people. And saying, oh, because I used to do this. Whenever I would hear someone sing, I'd be like, wow, they're so good and I'm so not good. Mm -hmm. You know, I would always compare myself mm -hmm. and lower myself. But instead, be inspired by those people. Yeah. <laughs> be yeah. inspired by those people who may be, you know, better than you. Let them inspire you to, to, um, to continue learning, to continue growing. Because if you're going to keep comparing yourself, you're literally lowering your gift, your yep. talent to the smallest piece. And you're saying to God, hey, look, you gave this to me. It's not that good. Mm -hmm. And you gave that person something better. But you know what? People go through a process. They had to learn. They had to be taught by someone, disciplined yep. by someone, mentored by someone for them to get to that place. So don't compare your, um, your level with someone else's, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you'll never be happy if you're always, if every time you get up on stage or if every time you, whatever you're doing in service, you're always thinking about that other person who's better than you. You're never going to be fulfilled or satisfied with what you're doing. So, yeah. Comparison is the thief of joy. That's it. Yeah. Oh, mm. say that again. Comparison <laughs> is the thief of joy. Amen. <laughs> I meant that. I meant that. So, don't let the enemy steal your joy through comparison. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Unless if you guys have last final of the final word. <laughs> I could talk forever, but I'll just <laughs> Honestly, leave it. Honestly, we could, we could keep going. But, you know, the time is ticking. Time is really ticking. But um, anyways, so thank you guys for listening to, to this episode. I hope you were inspired. Uh, encouraged, motivated in some shape or form. And yeah, and whatever you're doing, whether in church or you haven't started or whatever it may be in your community, yeah, just serve others. Just start, honestly, just start with the people around you. Start with your friends, your family. Serve them because um, service is worship to God, you know. And oh, I really love what Isha said about it will cost you it will have to cost you something. At this point, we'll just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but yeah, just always remember that it has to cost you something. Whether it's your time or whether it's you putting extra work into it, you know, 
it has to. Whether it's you going on YouTube and having to search up, how do I do this? You know? Or yeah. staying up at night, just a little bit extra, just to worship him. Just a little bit extra. Yeah. You know? Because why is it so easy for us to stay up late watching all these movies TikTok. on TikTok? Yeah. But when it comes to, like, the things of God, you get tired real quick. Uh-huh. <sighs> as soon as you open the Bible, it's <laughs> legit. Yeah. It's Start yawning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, it's a fight every day. The devil, it really is. The devil is there. Okay. It really is a fight. So, whatever you're doing, uh, whatever stage, season, phase in your life, um, our main advice is to serve and continue worshiping God. Thank you for listening, and we will see you in our next episode. Bye. Thanks Bye-bye. for having us. See ya. <laughs>